welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. And welcome back. It's time for quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Eric Lammers, lead recruiting analyst for the Penn State Rivals Network. To find everything from Eric and his team at Penn State Rivals, you just need to go to PennState.Rivals.com. And if you're interested in more from Keystone Sports, just download the Keystone Sports app from wherever you get your podcast. Eric, how are you doing? You ready for another week of talking Penn State football? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well, Jim. How are you? Very good. Always excited to talk to you because it, it's the off season. It's recruiting time every week. So the chance to talk to you is fantastic. And we've now kind of transitioned over to the class of 23. A week ago, we talked about quarterback prospects. This week, I want to talk to you about the offensive line and see if we can hit both the commitments, and there's four of them, and maybe a couple other names that Penn State fans could look forward to. Let's start at the very top. Penn State's first commitment for this class was a really good one, and this was Alex Birchmeyer, 6'6", 275, interior offensive lineman from Virginia. This guy, no matter what service you look at, he's a top 100 rated guy. This is a great way to anchor the offensive line, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Alex Birchmeyer was a great uh, start to this class for the Penn State staff, and I really think he's played into what they've been able to accomplish you know, going forward. Yeah, they got him early back there in July, committed to him. But anytime you look at a class and you see that that's what you're starting with when you're talking about a top 40 player nationally, you know, he's number two in the nation at, at his position, according to Rivals there in the, at the guard spot. When you have that type of player that you're going to start your class with, other players take notice because good players want to play with other good players. And there's not, you know, when you see something like that and the way that they started, I really think that Birchmeyer has been a big contribution or at least, you know, a a big reason for why they've been able to start this class off the way they have been. That's an impressive start. And one of the other nice things about this, he's a wrestling champion also. That's the kind of uh, athleticism that really helps an offensive lineman, isn't it? Yes, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I was, I was planning to bring that up. You know, he's a two-time now. He just won this past weekend uh, another state championship, the heavyweight there in Virginia. Um, so it's his back-to-back state championships, you know, and – I love interior offensive line prospects that have a wrestling background. I think it teaches them leverage. I think it teaches them how to kind of use their hands. I think it just teaches them, you know, all that the fighting that happens down in that interior of the offensive line. There's a lot going on down there, and just being nasty and knowing how to use your hands and knowing how to use the leverage goes a long ways. And obviously, for somebody to be back-to-back state champions at that 285 pounds, you know, that heavyweight um it's got to mean something. So I really think that really plays into what he's able to do, and I really think that that's going to help him and translate as he gets to the next level because he is a supreme run blocker on film. When you watch him, you know, he just – the what what he can do with his feet, and, you know, again, and how he understands angles, how he understands how to use his hands, how he understands how to use his, you know, head placement, body placement, all those different things. You can see it, really, of just how that wrestling background has to play into it. And I just think – He's going to, sure, will he have some work to do maybe uh, when it comes to pass, uh, pass pro? Yeah, most high school prospects do when they make that transition into college. But from a pure run blocking 
uh, standpoint, he excels, and there is a reason that he is the number two guard in the nation and a top 40 player nationally. He is, he is a very, very good prospect and a very, very good one for them to start off with. Another very highly regarded player is Javen Williams, 6'5", 300 pounds, fairly local. He's out of Wyomissing, which is near Reading here in Pennsylvania, not far not far from State College, and he's listed as an offensive tackle. He's a guy whose stock just seems to be rising and rising. Yes, sir. I mean, he. I love him on film. I think he, I've, I've called him a dancing bear more than a few times. And his, you know, while Birchmeyer was, is an elite wrestler, Javen is an elite track and field uh, specimen. He does uh, the discus and shot, and you can see the way that the footwork translates from those two comp- uh, those two events, the way it can translate into uh, his football background. And when he gets out in space, he's excellent. He is always, you know, he avoids the defenders when he needs to, but when he's locked in on somebody, he closes down space with great balance in the open field. He keeps his head up. He is, he is a very, very good prospect. You know, the, the interesting thing about him, and I, when I first started watching his film, and I noticed that he's playing a lot of guard, right? And we have him listed at tackle. We have him, uh, uh, Rivals has him as a tackle. But I noticed that they just ask him to do so much on film. They, they're pulling him everywhere. And I just, I, 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 I had a chance to talk to Stephen O'Neill, his offensive line coach at Wild Missing there. And I asked him, I said, what do you think about how he translates at the next level as a tackle, right? Because I think he can do it. I think he has the athleticism. I think he has the bend. All those, all those things that you need to see out of a tackle for the next level. And he said, you know, it's funny you say that because we had him pegged to be a tackle uh, going into the junior year. He was going to start. He was pegged to be the starter there. He came to us in the spring and said, you know, I want to learn the guard position. He really wanted to learn all five positions in their offense. And they run the wing T there at Wyoming. And the guard position is the very is the one of the more important positions there because they ask him to do so much. And that's exactly what you see him doing on film so he just he has the ability to play all those positions obviously I think he's I think he can be a really good tackle when he really hones in on that and gets um, focused on more of the pass pro but just purely from athleticism and all those things that you're looking for at an elite level tackle I think he has it and you know the interesting thing too another interesting thing about him is after shortly after he committed to Penn State LSU came in and offered him as well and um, so they offered him and he didn't he didn't Post, he didn't tweet that. He didn't do anything. He let some of the uh, national analysts know that, that happened. He let the Penn State staff know that that happened, but that was not going to do anything to affect his recruitment. And then you see the one of him. He's one of the guys come out with the I'm 107 percent committed. Right, I'm shutting things down. And and that would have happened. More and more schools were going to continue to come in on him um, when you see his film and when you just put all the pieces together. Very very good get. From the state, that I, I, as you said, Pennsylvania, that's an awesome get for Penn State. Let's move on. We mentioned Birchmeyer was from Virginia, Williams from Pennsylvania. The last two uh, commits are also from Virginia. Uh, let's start with Joshua Miller, 6'6", 323, currently listed as a tackle, Eric. Yeah, yeah, so he's obviously, so we have him listed, you know, he's a you know, three-star, top 40 at the position there, uh, the tackle position. When you watch him on the film, and he plays right tackle for them, does he have the chance to be a tackle at the next level? Perhaps. I think it would come down to maybe him slimming down a little bit and get a little bit more light on his feet, but I don't necessarily know if that's really where you want him to go, because I think he has an ideal guard body. He's so girthy, thick, down low, that he just has the natural ability to anchor there in the middle of your offensive line. 
Not to mention, he also has a very big nasty side to him. You know, he is literally looking to decapitate players when he's out there on the field. He wants to mess them up, and that's exactly what you're looking for that, the interior um, offensive lineman. And so, does he have a chance? I think maybe, you know, he has some athleticism. He has some, he does have some foot speed, which would only be enhanced, I think, if he did trim down from, you know, he's up there around the 320. Um, but I don't know necessarily if that's what you want to do. I think, I think you want to go ahead and slide him inside because, I, like I said, the first thing that pops on the film is you just see his thick lowers. I mean, they're just built. They just look like they're built to be uh, uh, an interior prospect, like I said. And, and I go back to that nastiness. And I think, yeah, he's somebody that a uh, very, very good player. Another th- uh, The nice thing, too, about Joshua, too, is he is a very vocal leader for this class. He is doing a lot of things on the side in terms of recruiting for this class. And so he was a very good get. You know, they, he chose Penn State over schools like Clemson, UNC, South Carolina, uh, and I just think he was a very, very good get for them just because I think that he brings a lot of things to them off the field in terms of talking to these other recruits and convincing them at Penn State's the spot. But I think that he has that body, that um, the ability to anchor. I think he has that nastiness that I think would really excel in the Big Ten in the interior offensive line. And finally, Anthony Donka, 6'4", 310, also from Virginia. Yeah, Anthony, you know, I think Anthony, he is a little bit more of a lottery ticket. I know I've said that before in the past about him. I think... About what the thing about him, I think, is you know, his film started trickling out there. His junior film started trickling out, obviously, in late December. And he started picking up a few offers. You know, he got Duke, he got Penn State, he got, um, you know, he got uh, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, schools like that, regional schools. Uh, I think what, what really pulled him to Penn State, obviously, was he really connected with Coach Franklin. He really is high on academics. Um, so those things that really made him want to jump in rather than kind of wait and see what other offers he could get as he continued to work out and people came through and seen him, things like that. He just felt like Penn State was the spot for him. He is very long on film. He does have a – he's quick for his size. And I think, you know, he's, he's a team MVP, goes both ways. He does a lot. The coach – I talked to the coach again over at Nittany Nation, and he mentioned how if he could run down on kicks, he would run down on kicks. He would do it all, right? And so he, he wants to continue this. He wants to compete. He wants to be on the field. All those things. One of the things, though, the coach also mentioned was that they are working continuously working on him with two things, his hip mobility and his um, pad level. And those are two things that pop up on film, and I think those are two things that Penn State staff is going to have to continue to work with him. I think the pad level is something you, you have to stay low. Obviously, when you're a bigger offensive lineman, you're going against defense line, low man wins, right? And that's why we talk about those uh, the wrestler, right, Alex Birchmeyer, and understanding leverage. Donku's going to have to understand that. He's going to have to get lower. Hip mobility – Stiffness, you know, one I, I, we talk about um, stiffness is a word that gets thrown in the personnel departments all the time. And sometimes people don't ever pinpoint that to what it actually means. And in this case, you can kind of pinpoint it on Donku. It's his hip mobility. He needs to continue to work on that. And that's, if that, that's going to be something that is going to kind of determine his ultimate ceiling because you can be very, very limited once you get to that next level and are competing at some of the best um, if you can't, you know, move at the, at the elite level that's needed. I think that, you know, like I said, lottery ticket because he has the size, he has the length, he has a lot of redeeming qualities where if he gets all those things kind of, they come together, he has that chance to take that, you know, that step to the NFL, but some things are going to have to happen. And I think Penn State, you know, it's a good fit. I think they're going to work with him. I like it. Um, it's just, you know, you're going to have to, every, that's why when you're coaching, that's when you got to, you know, you got to coach him up. Let's real quickly hit on one other player committed as an athlete, and that's Mega Barnwell. 6'6", 255, listed as an athlete. Quick take on him before we get to a couple other names to think about. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. You know, we've talked about him quite a bit because he's been committed to this class, and we've talked about him on a few episodes. He, you know, is he a tight end? Does he want to play defense? I don't know. If I was advising him, I have told, I've been very vocal about this. I think learn how to kick step, step young man, become an offensive tackle, and get paid because he has the athleticism, and I think that's where he should be focused. But, you know, he's got to work through that, and the Penn State staff's going to allow him to do that, and, and we'll see where he ends up. Follow the cash, become a tackle. Real quickly, in the last minute we have left, Penn State's probably not done picking up offensive linemen for the class of 23. Give me a couple of the names that fans should know about that Penn State's pursuing. Yes, sir. So they, I think they're probably going to take one or two more in this class. I would actually probably think two is probably the number, and probably with the priority being on tackle bodies. Uh, you know, there's Chase uh, Bicentis, who's a, a Don Bosco prep. You know, he's a number uh, 42 nationally player. He has the chance to be a guard or tackle. He's got long, he's a long, lean body. Uh, he's somebody to watch, has a lot of offers. Evan Link from Gonzaga, he's a tackle. You know, he's picked up some, you know, Stanford, Miami, Kentucky, Tennessee, but he's very high on Penn State. I think that might come down to Penn State and Stanford. Samson Onkunlola at a Thayer Academy, a big, you know, big offense tackle up there. He's he's somebody that, uh, fans should know. He was on campus in January. Um, Olaus Alinen is from Finland. He's up there at Loomis Chafee. He's somebody the fans should know, but he's going to have Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, everybody. He he's one of those uh, prospects from like, obviously from Finland. That's kind of new to American football, but a lot of very very high upside. And then last name I throw at you. Caden Proctor, he's from Iowa. He's the number one tackle in the nation, number 12 overall player. He's going to actually visit unofficially in April, which is a big deal. Most people think he's probably going to stay in the state of Iowa to go you know, be a Hawkeye or a Cyclone. Maybe Notre Dame stinks in there, but getting him on campus for an unofficial is huge for Penn State. Fantastic. Lots of information to cover today, Eric. Thank you so much for it. But that's it for this edition of the show. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.